Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number 13. Donnie wants to see you. I met Donnie while working at what I guess you would call a, a small warehouse. It was an apparel company. We fulfilled orders and packed boxes for shipping. Donnie was 77 years old. He had started working there because his grandson, his daughter's son, was having health problems and they needed some extra money. It wasn't long before he was put into more of a supervisor role. He would make our schedule and things like that. And he had a small office. And a lot of times when you would clock in for work, there would either be a note on the time clock or someone might tell you that Donnie wants to see you. So you'd go back to his office and talk to him. And a lot of times it was a joke. You'd go back into his office and he would be hiding and you would have to find him. Or he had these old joke books and he would read you a joke. And the jokes were bad. They weren't like dirty. They were, they were bad jokes. But he loved them. And he could like not get to the end of a joke without busting out laughing. He would always ruin the punchlines. It could get a little annoying, but it was also wonderful. And we love Donnie. Donnie's actually no longer with us. He died. I have fond memories of him. And the thing I grew to appreciate about Donnie was weird things happened around him. And I like weird things. So I'm going to tell you about three of them. And all of them began with Donnie calling me to his office. So one time I got to work and there was a note on the time clock that said, Donnie wants to see Rob. And that's me. I walked into his office. He stood up and he said, uh, Hey Rob, I want to show you something. And he turned to the window in his office like he was going to show me something out of his window. I walked over to him and then he leaned in really close to me. He let out this huge burp, like it must have lasted 20 seconds. And he started to smile, but then he burped again. And then the burp kind of morphed into a cough. And he kept coughing, and I, I asked him if he was okay. And he shook his head yes and kind of put his hand up for me to stay back. But he kept coughing. He could not get his breath. And then he fell to his knees. And I tried to move down there again, and he held his hand up again. He didn't want me to come near him. And then he put his hand down, and so he was on his hands and knees. And he kept coughing. I, I thought he was about to pass out. And then he just threw up all over the floor. And he sits there, and he's catching his breath. And I get him a glass of water, and he takes a sip, and he says, Anyway, that's what I wanted to see you about, and just busts out laughing. I appreciated how quickly he turned almost dying into a joke. The second time he wanted to see me in his office, that I have a strong memory of, someone said, Donnie wants to see you. I went back there, half expecting a joke. And he said, Robbie, I wanted to ask you about something. Me and my wife were having this argument, and I just wanted to see what you thought. I said, okay. He said, we were at the gas station, and I filled up the car. I went inside, got a cup of coffee, came back out, got in the car, and there was another car parked at the pump right in front of us. So I'm sitting there in the driver's seat, drinking my coffee, and the trunk bursts open of the car parked in front of us. And this man in his underwear whose hands are duct taped together, jumps out, just looks at me and my wife, and then runs off into the woods. And I said, what? And he said, yeah. And I said, what did you do? And he said, we didn't do anything. That's what I'm arguing with my wife about. She thinks we should call the police, and I think we should just leave it alone. I said, 
you should definitely call the police. He said, really, you think so? And I'm like, yeah, you need to call the police. Call them right now. I'll call them. Do you want me to call them? He's like, no, I'll call them, but you can stay in here. So he calls the police and he tells them what happened. He sort of presents it like, hey, this is probably a prank, but just in case. And something he also mentioned to the police that he failed to mention to me was that this had happened two weeks ago. I assumed it had happened like that morning. Surprisingly, they knew exactly what he was talking about. It was some kind of workplace dispute at like a donut shop where an employee who had been fired had hired somebody to like rough up his boss. So they waited for the guy to get to work one morning, grabbed him, took off all his clothes and threw him in the trunk. But he escaped, and Donnie had witnessed that escape. My final Donnie story starts like the first two. I get to work, he calls me back to his office, and he says, Robbie, I'm in a little bit of trouble. I ordered a new printer for the office, and I accidentally shipped it to my house, and then I forgot to bring it this morning. Can you drive to my house and get it? So I said, sure. He gave me his key, and he told me to go in his house and go upstairs into his bedroom and the printer would be there in a box, and I should grab it. So I drove to his house, I went inside, I walked up the stairs to his bedroom, there's the printer, and I grab it, and I go to leave, but something catches my eye out of his bedroom window, and it's a human being. There's a person in this tree right next to his bedroom, a young guy in his 20s, and he's just sitting there, and I look at him, and he waves at me, and I wave back, and I immediately call Donnie. And I'm like, Donnie, did you know that there's a person in the tree next to your house looking into your bedroom window? And he's like, oh yeah, don't worry about him. That's my nephew. He's mad at me. He did some work for me, trimmed some trees, and he says I shorted him and he won't leave that tree until I pay him. And I'm like, okay, should I talk to him or anything? And he says, sure, you can check on him. He's been there since yesterday. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he stayed there all night. He says he's not leaving until I give him his money. So I opened Donnie's window, and the guy's like, you know, 15 feet from me, up in this tree, pretty high up. It's a second-story window. You can see where he used a ladder to climb into it, but then he kicked the ladder over, so he's up there. And I say, hey. And he says, hey. And I'm like, are you okay? And he says, yeah. It's like, can I get you anything? I just talked to Donnie. He told me I could check on you. I work with him. And he says, well, you can tell him to pay me my money. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell him that, but I'm not the guy that's going to convince him to give you money. I just work with him. I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Do you need any water or food or anything? And he's like, no, this is like a strike. I'm not going to eat or drink anything. I'm going to climb up in the tree and I'm going to sit here until Donnie pays me. I'm like, okay, I won't tell Donnie. Let me get you some water and let me get you some snacks or something. And you can eat them and you can drink the water and then you can throw the garbage down to me and he'll never know. To Donnie, you'll still be doing whatever you think it is you're doing, and also you don't get dehydrated and die or whatever. And he's like, no, I don't think I'll do that. That feels like cheating. I'm like, nobody will know. And you really at least got to drink some water. And then he thinks about it, and he's like, okay, okay, here's what I want. I want a Coke from the gas station, the biggest cup you can get, and then also a bag of Sun Chips. And to me, I was going to get some stuff from Donnie's house, but he wants me to go to the gas station whatever. So I'm still talking to him through the window. I shut the window. I go to leave the house and he yells to me before I get in my car and I walk over to him and look up. And he says, if they have garden salsa sun chips, get me those. Otherwise, any flavor will do. And I say, okay. 
So I get in my car, I drive to the gas station, I get him a huge Coke, I get him some garden salsa sun chips. I had never had garden salsa sun chips, and he was so specific with his request, it piqued my curiosity. So I got some for me too. And they're pretty good. I drive back to Donnie's. I put the ladder up against the tree. I take the stuff up to him. He eats. He drinks. He also drinks some water. I get all of his garbage, put it in my car. I promise him again, I will not tell Donnie. And then I head back to the office. I get in the office. There's Donnie. I walk in. I give him the printer. He says, how's my nephew? I'm like, he's fine. He's sitting in a tree outside of your house. And he's like, nothing else? I'm like, no. He's like, there's nothing else you want to tell me. I'm like, no, everything went fine. He says, you weren't going to tell me that my nephew got you to go get him a Coke and some chips? And he smiles a big smile and starts laughing really loud. And I was confused because how did he talk to him? How did he know this? Was there a spy? And then he tells me that it was all a big joke. Like his nephew was staying with him. When he realized I had to go get the printer, he told his nephew to go climb into that tree. And he made up that story. And he was just playing a joke on me. And it was like such a weird joke. So specific. And I think it's the best joke anyone's ever played on me in my life. It was beautifully absurd. And the nephew did a killer job acting. He really sold the story of being mad at his uncle. It's like sometimes it doesn't feel good to have a joke played on you. But in this case, it immediately felt so good. As I mentioned, Donnie's gone. Telling the story makes me think about the possibility that there's someone else out there in the world, like Donnie, putting a lot of thought and effort into playing absurd jokes on people like me. And it makes me hopeful. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening.